0: This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.
1: What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to a Tuesday tune-up on the Let's Go Win Podcast, where we help you be happy, healthy, and wealthy, every single time. That's our intent. That's the goal. And that's what we're going to do again today. I have a gentleman here today that he believes in doing that. He believes in leading a purpose-driven life. He's a serial entrepreneur, a realtor, an investor, a podcast host, social media expert. John Mendez is deeply passionate about helping other like-minded individuals achieve a life of abundance. Through the power of the mind and social media, John Mendez is empowering others to obtain financial freedom and build the lives they've always dreamed of living. That's fascinating when you throw in the social media side because often, John, that gets negative talk. Like, it's not always positive, but you're saying, hey, man, let me help you live a purpose-driven life, and I'm using this this, this beautiful thing called social media, so you're using it to your advantage.
0: Yeah, man, it's something that... Uh, well, no, shout out to my person from Fiverr that helped me put that all that together. But yeah, it's something where social media, if leveraged properly, can be an, an incredible tool to network and connect with people that you probably normally uh, would have no business reaching out to. But through some of these platforms, you can connect with people that are much further along in the journey than you are, whatever industry or niche you may be specialized in, and connect with some of these people and learn the game. And a lot of these people that are further on enjoy helping and giving back because it's for them. It's almost like charity work because they're helping someone that's early on in their journey. So a lot of these people that I've been able to connect with through social media and the messages that I've been able to spread through social media is one of the reasons why I genuinely feel like when used properly, it's an amazing tool.
1: Well, I guess where I'll start is you're a young guy, man. And to be talking about leading a purpose-driven life I have a bit of envy. I'm not going to lie where I'm like, damn, bro. I don't know how old you are, but how old are you, John? Let's just
0: 21 years young, 21 years Uh, young.
1: (laughs) to to already be talking about leading a purpose driven life at that age. I was not doing any of that, man. I wasn't being an entrepreneur. I wasn't being a realtor. I wasn't being an investor. So let me just say that you're way ahead of the game. Where in the world did you get this advanced knowledge, this wisdom, because, again, 21,
0: I'm not going to say what I was doing at that age, but I was
1: definitely not doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no worries, man. I appreciate the compliments. And for a little bit of context before I I get into my story is uh, the reason I see further than most is because I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate to meet a lot of amazing people in my life. And i just been smart enough to retain and remember some of the things that they pass along during our time together. And so for me growing up, I grew up in a two-bedroom. It was nine of us in that two-bedroom. We grew up in the projects. Money was super tight. Traditional Dominican household. My mother, she suffered from mental health issues. So growing up as a kid, it's very hard to understand a lot of those things. I just knew she wasn't the mom that I needed her or wanted her to be at that time. So there was a lot of fighting going on there. Me and my father never really got along growing up because he was absent. And we didn't start getting along until maybe a couple of years back from now, maybe like three years ago, we started like reconnecting again. And so for me, my grandparents who immigrated here from Dominican Republic raised me. They don't know a lick of English. I have a typical Dominican grandfather, super, like super flair, super swagger, ego, like typical Dominican guy who walks out with his chest up and with a smile and always super confident and have so much energy, a very charismatic person. And growing up, not having a role model, was probably the most amazing thing that could ever happen to me because it allowed me to have an open mind and not having that role model, that person to look after or look up to. It allowed me to take the best parts of everyone across my life and try to implement what I could that I liked here and there. And then all the negative parts I would always try to leave out. And so I'm growing up and I'm just becoming this giant melting pot. And as, I, as I'm growing, as I'm experiencing and living my own life, I'm pretty much combining these with all these other good points and pieces of wisdom that I accumulated from crossing all these people. And once I got to about maybe around like middle school and high school, that's really where it started to kind of get rolling a little bit. And then I started working on myself and I started learning about attachment styles and psychology in high school. My best friend at the time was now so still happens to be my girlfriend. She told me about attachment styles and I started looking into myself and I always had that bug for, you know, why do people take in? It just led me down to this road of, you know, just being curiously, you know, seeking more information and new information.
1: Well, brother, it's, it is remarkable. And you're mature beyond your years, which whether it was circumstance, or as you said, standing on the shoulders of giants, I mean, that's, that's really neat. I, I, again, brother, I'm just, I am <laughs> Marvel at it because I thought it was a complete screw up. I guess I was in Europe traveling <laughs> around, living abroad and, and doing you know i just finished playing ball so i was just i was partying a lot in college i wasn't thinking that way i was starting to i was starting to open my mind to books but you were doing this at such a young age one of the things you talk about is and i want to i hope i say this correctly but ikigaya <laughs> am i
0: saying that right ikigaya, yeah ikigaya. okay
1: talk to me about that brother because um that that's a Japanese concept. And I want to, you mentioned it in part of your description. So what is that? And how are you applying that to your
0: life? Yeah. So Ikigai, it stands for your reason for being and how I came across this is last year, being a creative person, it can be almost to your own detriment when you're trying to be an entrepreneur, because it's like, there's always a new shiny squirrel that's running around that catches your eye. And that was kind of me last year. I mean, it led to a very good bio, as you read earlier. But in terms of actually getting things done and making progress, it was definitely a double-edged sword. And I was trying to do everything and trying to build Rome in a day. I was trying to build the Great Wall of China and the Leaning Tower of Pisa all at the same time. And I wasn't really getting anything done. And it wasn't until I read this book called The Purpose Factor that made me start, again, reflecting, looking within, trying to figure out, you know, why. And then I came across this concept called Ikigai, and it brought so much clarity because it puts it in such a simple way. So it's pretty much the intersection of four circles. It's what you love to do, what the world needs, what you can be rewarded for, and what you're good at, or I love to say what you have the aptitude to be good at. When those four circles intersect, you find your Ikigai in this concept, the people where it originates from. I have one of the longest life expectancies on the planet. So there's a lot of weight that's behind it and accountability behind it. But it's something that allowed me to gain a lot of clarity. And it helped me realize that procrastination is can be your best friend if you allow it to. Because usually when you're procrastinating, sometimes it's because it's hard, it's difficult, you're scared, you may not want to do it. But sometimes it's because you're not doing what you know you're called to do. And that was my case. And it wasn't until I found this concept. card if icky guy that thing started making sense and started being clear. And then once it started being more clear, I became more intentional which started producing a lot more results and getting finally getting the snowball rolling a little bit more in my life.
1: Well, just so you know, you're not alone. Every entrepreneur I know has that shiny object, you know, syndrome at some point where, Oh man, I can do this. So I'm going to go chase that. Oh wait, that looks cool. And so just so you know, you're not alone. And I've definitely been, my wife will tell you big time. She'll be like, oh yeah, jam, definitely. And creative people do that, man. You want to do things, but finding that purpose, I think is so beautiful. And again, that's what I marvel at. My, my son is uh, 16 now, and at 11 years old, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And I absolutely think it's amazing. So when I see people that have years on me in terms of l- you, you have a longer runway now. I'm excited for you because when you find it that early, oh, brother, the sky is yeah. the limit. It is interesting. I don't know why this is, but the Japanese culture brings so much value. So Kaizen is one of my favorite concepts that they do. Now I have Ikigai that I'm going to spend more time researching. What is it about that Eastern philosophy and that whole they they have a different way of looking at it and it simplifies everything was that kind of how, how it hit you
0: yeah it's one of those things where so i'm not the most astute philosopher but i have i love just the way if philosophy teaches you to think and so i had bumped into it i was just on the topic of purpose because the book the purpose factor and then that's when i started realizing and i think what it is is a lot of these it's it's very easy to be long-winded and talk a lot. It's very hard to get the same meaning across with few words. Mm-hmm. And partially because like their words, like I mean, you like drop one letter and it means like seven things, and it's like a whole sentence. <laughs> so that, that may be the reason why, but you know, it's, they've almost like to science, you got the most complicated things and just, just I don't know just simplified everything I don't know, it just makes so much sense like your reason for being and it's only four circles and you just gotta boom 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 and it's like boom you have purpose in your life and then it takes these grandiose ideas and just puts it into things that like hey we could actually like do in our daily lives like this is like regular like things we could talk about not just like this massive big idea of like where do you want your life to be it makes it simple
1: yeah there is a certain amount of peace to it and that, again the kaizen the whole idea is just to get better every day. Right. And that, that's, mm-hmm. that's where they leave it. It's, there's not a whole lot more to it. It's just that, let me ask you brother. So what is in your, your journey through Ikigai and, and, and really looking inward at, again, I'm just going to say it, at 21, what is your purpose yeah. today that you're like, this is what I am on this earth to do. I am helping others be abundant. Is that what it is, John? Or, or can you kind of Break it all yeah. down to what you you are really honing in on
0: today. So it all stems back from a quote that I heard in 12th grade and it became my core philosophy. And this is where my actual mission statement stems from. But it's from Plato's Allegory of the Cave. I had a 12th grade English teacher that would go on random philosophical tangents. And one of the times we were in class and he mentioned we were st- studying Plato and he talked about the duty of the enlightened is to enlighten the unenlightened. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's the one, that's it, that's it. The job is once you learn something, put as many people as you can on. And then my second epiphany was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I was like, there's another way of viewing the world out there that wasn't being taught at home. It wasn't being taught in school. It wasn't being taught in my environment. And then from there, it's like, all right, how do I kind of piece it all together? And it really comes down now to my mission in life is to enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. Cause I knew what I didn't have growing up, and how much you, how much, how useful this information would have been if I had found out sooner, and if I already found it pretty early on. So it's like, if I could help other people growing up inner city, inner city, you see so many people that don't think there's a way out. They don't think there's anything aside from the traditional route. And it's like, nah, man, there's another world out here. And if you want to dive it off the deep end, like we're here to catch you. And there's you know people that are going through it at the same time. As you, you just have to find those people, which could be a little difficult, but that's where I feel my mission is, is to enlighten and empower those young people like myself who kind of didn't know really what exactly they wanted to do, but knew they had something in them for more.
1: I love that, man. I want to give a shout out to your 12th grade teacher because my mom (laughs) is a teacher or was one for 39 years. There's nothing more fulfilling for them than to hear that a student took an idea took something from their curriculum and is applying it in their everyday life. So let's give a shout out to whoever that yeah. teacher is, man. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, man. It's a funny story. He actually ended up this is a little quick tangent. Um he ended up getting sick, so after like 2 months into the semester, he never came back for that year. So I probably like once when there was a sub, I think I skipped like a hundred days of English. I would just go in, sign in and then go back, but for the time that he was present it made a valuable impact in my life. But then he got sick, and then I just started skipping English. Still passed with a 3.5, so <laughs> life. Wow. Well, to all those teachers
1: out there, just hear that loud and clear. In 12th grade, this gentleman heard it, and he's applying it to his life. Today, he's helping others that aren't enlightened be enlightened. Um, you, you have an ability to take what could be perceived as a negative, or you have paths, right, where you can be a victim or you can be a victor, or be a victim, or be a, take responsibility. And you really seem to take whatever experience you have, and you apply the positive spin. You you really see the good in it. Is that something that you just naturally came by? I, again, you said nine people in a in a household. It was, you know, in two bedrooms. I think you said your mom was having challenges with their mental health, which makes a lot of different uh dynamics to the table but man you sure seem to take whatever negatives that come your way and you you spin it towards a positive
0: yeah so to start off i I think as a child life is just life so whatever you're born into you don't know until you start comparing and that's why they say comparison is default joy so for me that was just life so i didn't think much of it right so growing up I was actually my nickname. I played football growing up and a couple other sports. football was my main one. And my nickname, my tw- eighth grade, was smiley. I had and I was always smiling. I was always a happy guy. I was always a someone that was just genuinely positive. And I actually took a big five personality to test. In, and I'm like in the 99th percentile or the top one percentile of like optimism or something like that. Like I'm extremely optimistic. But I realized I don't know where this idea came from, but earlier on in my life, I realized that. Once you're of conscious age to make decisions, everything that you do in life falls on you. Mm. And I can either become a product of my decisions and my, my environments or a product of my decision. And to get a little deeper, it's this quote. I love it. When you're born, you look like your parents. And when you die, you look like your choices. So what choices do you want to make? And how do you want to look like when you pass away? You are
1: absolutely bringing just fire when it comes to some of these ideas, because I'm telling you, I have clients that are, and it's not an age thing, right? This is, this is whenever you become enlightened, whenever you open up that portal and understand that you are a product of your choices, every, every part of your life, you have a choice. And that's what I heard you say, man, I freak it's freaking brilliant. And one of the things that I think is remarkable as well in, in the time that I've talked to you, not only here, but when I was on your show, you really see value in, in people that have done things prior to you. You really seek to understand and learn. But you also, at, again, at, not to make it an age thing, but you're providing so much value as well when often I think people say, well, what am I going to learn from a 21-year-old kid, right? No. You guys hear what he's saying? He has opened up so many things that it takes people maybe lifetimes if they ever get to it. You've discovered at such a young age. What is your thought on just uh, you know mentoring? I call it reverse mentoring. What you're actually doing, where you're you're bringing as much value as somebody that's sixty or seventy that's lived a whole lifetime. You're bringing value to them as much, if not more.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I come from a place of contribution and. You know, as a podcast host yourself, like a lot of people come and say like they got a new book, they got a new thing and whatever. And that's fine in the and all. You know, they provide value. But like for me, it's like just coming from a genuine place of contribution, like a genuine place of just providing more value. And Alex Ramosi talks about it all the time. It's like you're make your free stuff so good that it beats everyone else's paid stuff. Right. And just coming from that place of Zig Ziglar also as well. I have I have too many quotes, but he said you have enough people get what they want. Eventually you'll get what you want. Right so it's like, just coming from that place of just love of just from how can I provide value? And not only just value, but relevant value, depending on who you're speaking on, right? Make it cater to them. Don't just like, if you're trying to, you know, tell weight loss tips to a guy that has an like 8% body fat, it's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing. So you don't really have to give him any weight loss tips, right? But it's like, for whatever that person may be, not just having this kind of like canned message or canned response, whatever it may be. It's like, Taking the time to just come from the heart and speak whatever is being put into you at that point in time into whoever is in front of you at that point in time, and you and, uh, know, for me, my show is called Walk to Wealth, and not to promote or anything, but I'm just going to share. Like, I am not wealthy by my own means in terms of financial. Right, I have relationships, yes, and I have some of the other buckets filled, but most people when they think wealth, they think money. And if John isn't making money, why is he making a show on wealth? It's like because I am on the journey there. Right. And I'm showing I'm showcasing that journey. And a lot of people, they tend to have this imposter syndrome of they can't. And it's like, no, you are uniquely gifted. You are uniquely qualified on being you. You are we all experts on us. And it's that unique perspective that we can bring that to provide value to someone's life. And if we don't share it, it's something that I feel personally very selfish to keep your message and hide it to yourself. Well that
1: that's a, a certainly welcome on this show man. We talk about it all the time. Look, wealth is way more than financial. Spiritual wealth, r- relationship wealth, your health is your wealth 100%. And brother, for you to talk about, look, financially maybe I'm not there yet, but you're manifesting that. There's no question of will it happen because of the value you're bringing to others and I just think it's remarkable. Um, my goodness, this is flying by anything I didn't know enough to ask you, John, that you're like, brother, I got to share this with your audience before we start to wrap up.
0: Yeah, I'll dive really quickly into icky guy or dive a little deeper for anyone that found it, thinks it's valuable and wants to learn a little bit more about it. I'll give you the quick and dirty. So step number one, to start finding your reason for being right. What do you love to do? Write down everything that you would do if the world, if you never got paid a penny for the rest of your life every single thing you do. Once you get that down, right? Step number two, what does the world need? A lot of the times the things that annoy you the most are sometimes clues and indicators that you need to be solving that problem. So if you hate waiting in line, someone create a self-checkout for that, right? Find the things that may annoy you or find things that you feel compelled to, to solve, right? Sometimes it's harder to feel what you feel compelled to do. So sometimes it's easier to just start off with what annoys you and then go from there. And step number three, what you can you be rewarded for? A lot of times we do charity work, we volunteer, and if it fills our heart, it overfills our you know our cups and makes us feel good. But we still have to keep the lights on. We still have to put food on the table. So finding something that you can be rewarded for is super important. And then I mentioned it earlier, what are you good at, or what do you have the aptitude to be good at? The fish is always the last one to realize it's in water. A lot of the skills, the traits, the talents that we have, we don't recognize because they come second nature to us. So it's always great to have someone from the outside say, hey, John, you're good at this, or hey, so-and-so, you're good at this, and ask other people, like, hey, what what would you come to me for for advice, or what would you come to me for if you need help with something? Like, what do you think of me? What do you think I'm good at? And asking these people, and then from there, realizing that a lot of times our skills haven't been cultivated, and that's why we're not good at it. It's not because we're not talented, it's because we haven't cultivated it yet. So give yourself some grace as well. And that is the quick and dirty, how you could use that concept of icky guy and actually go by step by step. And hopefully you have something that is in each of the four circles. And then from there, if you don't have anything that's in all four circles, well, you have a pretty big list of things that you start tackling to try and find it. So that'll be the quick and dirty of how you could find your reason for being.
1: That's so good, man. I, I, uh, I'm i going to go back, re-listen to that because I was trying to write it down, but I wanted to hear <laughs> what you were saying at the same time. So I I urge all the audience members to go back and hear that again, because that was beautifully done, to break that down. Uh, John, where can people find you? They want to know more about what you're doing, follow what you're doing, really just have that bright sunshine of John Mendez in their life, man. How do they get more of that?
0: Well, First of all, I just want to, you know, just thank you for the opportunity. And just from one podcast to another, I, I appreciate your show and what you have going on. So you're doing a great job. Um, for anyone that found value in what I said today and wanted to connect with me, get a little bit, a uh, little ray of the sunshine that I provided today, you can check me out at wwwwalk And that's with the number two, walk2wealth.com. That's where you can find me. All the social medias are linked there. Feel free to DM me, listen to the episode, whatever it is. I respond back to virtually everything. So, yeah, let's connect.
1: Uh, so good, brother. Not to throw another thing towards you. Don't take this shiny object. But you literally could be a poet or or a philosopher with all the various. It's amazing, bro, how you rattle one after another. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. So keep doing your good work, man. It's amazing. And thank you for being here and, and bringing value the way you did. Thanks, Jam. It was a great conversation with you. Oh, man. You guys, look, I, I the only reason I bring up his age so much is because I have a bit of age envy. I want to go back and be like, Jay, I'm at 21. Now, I can't. So what I want to do is I want to apply everything he just talked about. I want to take guy and I want to really dive in, dig into those four things that he talked about. Everybody can get value from what he said. Share this. Get it out to the people you love and care about. If you have somebody young in your life where you're like, gosh, I want them to be as bright as John, share this. Get it over to him because that is a sharp young man who is bringing so much value. Remember, your mindset matters. You guys, I appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to Let's Go Win for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life.
0: This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.